Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. So, what a week. What's new with you, Mr. Twyford? Uh, you had actually said to me that you were going to go out and about now. Now that shops have reopened, so did you venture out? Do you know, I did chicken out because I... You chickened out, you didn't venture out. No, I chickened out, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, as, as we've discussed, I am a bit of a virtual shopper. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I hate crowds and the hustle and bustle and people bumping into me and you know i like to mm-hmm. if i'm browsing i like to do it in comfort you know oh so you're one of those like when you like when you get win the lotto you're going to actually go uh close the store to everyone else i just yeah. want to go to my, hire my own personal shopper or something this is what i want go get it yeah oh, okay yeah well don't um, forget your friends know, when you're shopping no no there. no absolutely I, i'll make sure um i look after mm-hmm. you um, okay uh but actually it was my daughter's 13th birthday. So mm. she did go into the shops with mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just glad I hit the credit card, you know. Because, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they came to. back with, uh, you know, I, I heard the sort of, you know, those warning lights you hear in a truck to go beep, beep. Well, it was it was like that as she was coming back in the driveway to offload oh, no. them into bags. Oh, my God. Home. So, uh, yeah. Nightmare. Absolutely. So did, what did you get? Or did you get? Oh, they, well, I I got nothing, which is normal. But uh, <laughs> but they got clothes. I probably need to invest in more hangers or new wardrobes. Possibly you could build a wardrobe because you always say you're great at building, or is it demolishing? It's demo- demolition. Oh, okay, right, fine. Yeah. Uh, but listen, it is good to get out. And here's something I came across funny enough that might be of interest. Um, because I always thought about like you know with everything like you know opening up and you know it is really important to shop local, as you know. Very much so. So I was on this website, Dublin.ie, and I came across how to shop local in Dublin. Now, I'm just kind of thinking, Dublin's a city, but anyway. <laughs> um, but I picked out a few tips that would work for lots of places, you know, in towns around Ireland, not just Dublin. So would you like a few tips, Mr. T? Go for it. Okay. So tip number one, check out your local online directories first. Very good. Yeah. Um, because you want to know what's out there, don't you? Absolutely. Mm. And two, Google Maps to shop local. Yeah. Uh, so you need to ensure your business is on Google your Google my, list. Yeah, yeah you have Google to have a Google business, listing. Yeah, because yeah, I find a lot of people go, why aren't you on the map? It's because your Google listing is yeah. either not set up or verified mm. or you made a change to dress, I say to people, and you didn't update yeah. that. So yeah. it's something to consider. And the third is, and I actually didn't really think about this, local markets, like weekly markets. Yeah, you know, yeah, those farmers' markets are great. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, and hopefully we we'll see more of those come back now. You know, mm. that restrictions yeah. are, are sort of lifting because the the produce, local produce, is fantastic. Oh yeah, like, so. are you talking about the wine? No, no. Like, Emer, as, as I keep saying to you, I, I give up alcohol. Now, if there's any people listening to the show that make a, <laughs> a really good non-alcoholic wine, definitely uh, message us. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He could do with that. <laughs> um, so, guys, if you can, and I'm starting to get tempted is quite splash some cash locally. Absolutely. Let's support mm-hmm. our local businesses because they are definitely the ones that are going to drive the economy forward. So. Oh, yeah. And speaking of shopping, Emer, mm-hmm. 
this is the part of the show where uh, I do drop our digital giggle. So I wanted to keep it. I thought you were going to. I thought you might have forgotten this week. No, 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 no. I never forget about the best part of the show, Emer. You know. So uh, let's. let's, uh, Yeah. I think I'll just go to the checkout. No, I think you're going to like this, and hopefully our our special guest likes this, um, Mm -hmm. and that it doesn't go over her head. Um, Did you hear about the duck, Emer, who went into Penny's to do some shopping? No. Well, he put loads of tops and jeans in his bags and started to walk out the door. And when one of the shop assistants saw this, they ran over to him to ask him, are you not going to pay? And Tony said, he says, it's all right. You can put us on my bill. It's really bad. It is that really is bad. Really bad, you know. Put it on my bill, you were. <laughs> right, I'm just going to go shopping now. You said I can put it on your bill. That's put it on my bill. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so, as ever, all I have to say is if you find today's joke, it's not even a social media joke. Like, you could have just said, you know. This is shopping. We're, we're talking about shopping teams. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Let me off that. I'll let you off this week. Um, if you find today's joke anyway engaging and would love more of them you're in luck you can catch philip's previous jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping or is it ducking waddling <laughs> waddling over <laughs> waddling over to the let's get social podcast on podbeam itunes spotify and the dublin site fm website so do go click check them out there you go click and collect absolutely so anyway and um, hopefully our guest has not uh flowing away <laughs> no i'm here oh she's here oh that's good oh well, that's good <laughs> she still talk to us great that's good good news or maybe she thinks you're quackers Probably. <laughs> yeah yeah some, something like that all right yeah yes. yeah so uh, anyway I, I will uh stop digressing here and i will move along um so uh as i say mr t guess what we are going on to talk even more about chatting especially yep. now that most retailers happily in ireland have reopened after nearly five months of being closed. Fantastic. I mean, really, Ooh. it's like Christmas, May. I mean, yeah. it's unreal. Um, I'm sure today's guest will have lots of interesting insights to share with us. So today we are delighted to have with us Siobhan Court, who's the head of marketing and digital communications. I wonder what she thought of your communications there. For retail <laughs> excellence. Yeah, you may ask, what is retail excellence? <laughs> Just like, it's certainly not like my, my joke, which was no. not excellent. Well, <laughs> It's a not-for-profit company which supports Irish retailers to be the best they can be, involving 2,000 leading retail companies who operate in the Irish market. It was established in 1995, and retail excellence is owned by the members, for the members, and as the largest retail industry trade body in Ireland. And the aim is to enhance the consumer's retail experience by developing top-class retail standards and skills and promote a vibrant and competitive world-class retail industry in Ireland. So without further ado, holding her sides laughing at my joke, Siobhan (laughs) McCourt, welcome to Let's Get Social. Thank you so much for having me on. Delighted, delighted to be here today. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm so glad you're here because for a moment there I was thinking I'm on my own here with him. But anyway, um, so <laughs> no, thank no, you, Siobhan. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't fly away. Um, no, I didn't. So before we begin, we ask what people rate our uh, digital and social media comedian. Here, you, you're, your title's getting longer here. <laughs> yeah, digital giggle CEO, uh, <laughs> chief humor master. <laughs> So, um, Siobhan, you need to put him out of his misery. What? What? Where do you? No pressure, uh, Siobhan. Yeah, <laughs> do you think? He, do you think he needs a real job? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Look, 
we'll give them we'll give them a 10 out of 10 because uh, I'm in a very good mood this week because retail has reopened so yeah <laughs> great it was the best time to have you on the show absolutely yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. lucky together okay. lucky together well, Siobhan, thank you for that. And yes, uh, obviously, no doubt you are delighted and we're delighted to see all those Irish businesses opening up. Mm. You know, it's been a very tough time for, for every business owner, whether they're brick and mortar or we're able to go on online e-commerce. It's still been a very tough time. So it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a great it's a great week. It's a great Sorry. week. So it's, it's yeah. great. We're delighted. So. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, the the relief. I, I just started with Retail Excellence in January. So kind of since mm-hmm. I came on board, it was always about what we're doing next to make sure our retailers are okay and get them open mm-hmm. so now that it's kind of finally happened it's like oh sigh of relief it's Let's like I feel like you know thing. yeah it's like there's the first two weeks now open and it's great you know and um, actually can you share with us a bit more about retail excellence because I'm very intrigued about what you guys do um yeah of course um retail excellence as you said you know with the largest retail industry body mm-hmm. in Ireland um, representing over 2,000 companies with over 13,000 stores, excuse me, across the country. Um, and our objective is to provide the best service and support to our members. Um, and traditionally, Retail Excellence has always run a huge amount of events, always in person. Um, but with everything that's happened the last year, obviously, we've had to pivot that online and had to find new ways to kind of communicate to our members and to, um, I suppose, kind of be the voice for retail um, on their behalf the last year, just with all the changes and opening and closing and reopening. Um, so we've done kind of a lot of lobbying in front of the government on behalf of our members um, and kind of, yeah, just kind of, I suppose, putting their, you know, story in the limelight in the media and making sure that their voices are heard and that retail hasn't been forgotten about. And, um, you know, I think we've done a good job kind of getting the word out there, what we're all about and that mm-hmm. we are here for our, for our members. Um but I suppose under normal circumstances, we do a lot of stuff like we um, we offer complimentary human resource support, which people probably don't know about. We do a lot of complimentary legal advice support. We run an e-commerce Europe trust mark for people to put on their websites to, you know, pr- promote kind of across Europe that they're a, an established online um, retail. Mm-hmm. And yeah, above all, we kind of we, we run a lot of events with Google and Facebook to make sure that kind of the, their digital skills are Mm-hmm. up to speed and that they're able to kind of tackle what what's coming down the line and what has happened the last year so um yeah we're busy just making sure that they're constantly being upskilled and that they have the support that they need kind of for every every touch point within the retail and um, I suppose experience yeah, yeah because the e-commerce like you know Philip mm-hmm. has really mm-hmm. just you know uh, skyrocketed over yeah, it's the become last a, a must year. have almost absolutely you know? yeah. yeah it was reported um that about 65,000 new .ie domains were registered during the early months of the pandemic last year. Wow. We're not sure exactly how much of that is retail, but it's likely that a large percentage would have been. Mm-hmm. So there's a yeah significant shift for businesses to move online. Um, I suppose we always knew that this kind of digitization of retail was happening, but everyone thought we had more time. It's yeah. almost like several years worth of work was kind of squished into one year. Yeah. Um, but I do think hats off to the Irish retailers. They've been fantastic at innovating and finding new ways to get their business up and out there so uh fair, yeah, fair play yeah. to them it hasn't been easy <laughs> i was gonna say like the leo have been really good you know the like mm. enterprise offices i was working with them and they were doing like the business continuity and you know the trading online voucher and i think quite a lot of retailers seem to embrace that you know mm. yeah there was um i think 11 million in grants last year mm. over two phases which really helped retailers pivot online mm. and just mm. kind of have that financial support when yeah a lot of finance was kind of like just pulled from under their feet Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah I think like 
18, yeah, 18 months ago, it was about going in and out of stores and a traditional approach to shopping. Um, and while retail, you know, we knew it was changing. It was getting more and more traction, like digital was getting more and more traction with the industry and it's kind of becoming more of um, a pressure. Definitely no one could have predicted the mass requirement to get online in a very short space of time. So yeah, um, yeah. the grants have been very, very welcome. Yeah, no, it's, it's been, um, like, I think you're right, Siobhan. I think uh, the way Irish businesses have approached the pandemic has been so positive because there's so many businesses who kind of were at the brink but refused to sort of give up and, as you said, pivoted into a, a digital center. Like I saw it myself in my own home area here in, in Ratoth, you know, a local uh, fashion shop, which would have been obviously footfall required. We're literally doing Facebook Lives showcasing new dresses and stuff, you know. Um, oh, that, that must have really interested you. Well, I was tempted to pop in, get a few blouses, you know. Um, <laughs> but, but it was great to see someone who was pushing out of their comfort zone because, mm. you know, not everyone, you know, as you'd know, we yeah. were, not everyone is comfortable on video, but here she was, you know. Um, like I suppose, Siobhan, it leads nicely into this sort of this area, you know, with obviously the lockdown, you know, you would have seen a huge amount of retailers pivoting into e-commerce, social media, digital, investing in their online presence. Like, did you see a sense of that people were kind of reaching out to you more for advice, how to get started, and that there was a sort of a, a real thirst and enthusiasm that we're not going to let the business go under. We're now going to make this shift and embrace the the ah, online space. Absolutely. People, you know, like you said, they were hungry to kind of learn new skills and mm. where they would have been maybe more apprehensive before putting themselves out there. It was kind of make or break the last year. So people mm. have been more willing to take risks. And, you know, with this transition to to online, you know, comes a new set of skills that are required that people, you know, haven't had, they haven't learned, maybe they've been avoiding it. Um, mm. And also maybe doesn't come as naturally to, you know, to some some people as well. So I really think that they have really pushed themselves to learn new skills. Mm-hmm. And we have had a huge amount of inquiries around the e-commerce. And um, initially, you know, last year before I started, it was how do I get online? And we have partnered with a number of agencies and web developers that we always recommend that we, you know, kind of stand behind that are really, really good ones. And mm-hmm. they have worked with a huge amount of our retailers to get them up and running online. And then we kind of saw this next shift in that, okay, I'm up online. What do I do now? Because it's almost, um, it's almost like getting your store online isn't really the easy bit. And mm-hmm. I say that in inverted commas because it's not easy, mm-hmm. but once it's up and running, you have the whole fulfillment side and the customer service side and how to market it. And it's just a whole other ball game. I think often people don't realize the amount of effort that goes into when someone clicks and puts their credit card details in on the site to how to actually get it to their front door. There's a lot of logistics and stuff yeah yeah absolutely so that's kind of um the next stage you're at then the logistics side of it and how to um I suppose going forward how to manage your online store and your your brick and mortar store at the same time because that's something that people haven't really had a chance to do yet with the with the stores being closed so much for the last year um but people definitely reaching out and and in fairness we've had um you know we've had google and facebook reach out to to me this year and wanting to help retailers as well, which is fantastic that we have mm, these great, really yeah. big companies at our disposal. Yeah. So we've been working the past couple of months with Google Digital Garage on some webinars mm-hmm. uh, that are free for members to attend. And we put them all up on our site after for people to to check out after because um, sometimes they're quite heavy. There's a lot in them. So it's good mm-hmm. to kind of go back and, and, and watch, watch it again. 
mm-hmm. but they've been taken up really really well by our members they're very enthusiastic about it so mm-hmm. much so that we've just started a google business program with google as well for our members and um, we can't have as many people on these programs it's almost like a pilot program to see how we get on but mm-hmm. that has had really really good take up and it's kind of more um, I suppose in more detail and kind of more actions required out of it for mm. the next for the kind of next class of what did you apply to your site or what did you apply to your digital marketing plan and mm. kind of Google will go through it with our members and help them along the way kind of learning as you're doing which is which is really really great yeah, and we also yeah. have a um, Facebook event next month called Boost with Facebook Facebook Ireland do about three of these every year um, and they yeah. have actually reached out to us retail excellence to to run one with them this year, which is amazing because it's all about setting up your online shop on, you know, on Facebook's and on channels like Instagram, you know, how to use Mm -hmm. Messenger, all these different things. All of these kind of collaborations that we're doing with really big digital companies have been really, really helpful and are taken really well by our members because the marketing and the social side is something that we probably get asked the most about yeah. how to kind of and like you're probably you're kind of taking the fear out of it as well you know mm-hmm. um, yeah absolutely and yeah. I think when you hear from someone in these companies and you hear from the experts and they kind of break it down fear you're like oh I can do that like it's not that scary yeah I mean it is a big change for a lot of people you know oh, um, oh it is yeah and and I suppose even to give businesses the knowledge that if they don't necessarily want to do it themselves mm-hmm. they know how to approach maybe you know other small agencies or mm. you know solopreneurs or whoever who are Absolutely. digital savvy and they'll know what to ask them you know as it, exactly to. yeah it's kind of even just understanding it yeah. even if you're not the person that that is going actioning you know all the social media strategy yeah. or anything like that I think definitely having an understanding of it really helps and um, mm. business owners and retailers yeah. and just understanding how it fits into the wider wider picture and yeah. something we've been doing a lot to help with all the queries and um, is in our webinars we're trying to get a lot of members on them that have successfully, you know, utilized social media the last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. So we had a really good one with McElhenney's there a while ago who have done a great job at using social media to kind of stay in touch with their with their customers and to promote their, their products and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you get people that are also members to share their story with other members, that really helps as well because it kind of brings it more down to their level and say, okay, they mm-hmm. can do it. You know, I, I can. can. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and we've had different industries because I'm conscious that sometimes people might think it's easier to kind of promote fashion online than something a bit harder, maybe like coffee. But we've had um, Coffee Angel on, who are also members of us, and they've done a phenomenal job at, mm. at moving online the past year, like really, really innovative. And people are so creative. And I think, you know, it's really important to, to share their stories as much as possible yeah. so that others can learn from them. Like yeah, because they can resonate with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like one thing you, you touched on there, Siobhan, which I think is interesting, was like Coffee Angel or Michael Hennies or maybe the local plumbing kind of uh, contractors, etc. Is is that, uh, and you probably have seen this, is that the power of story from a digital point? Because I think digital has allowed people would be on Zoom or whatsapp or even just showing their Mm -hmm. face on video to stay connected and show the human side to the business that you know yes i'm a managing director but i'm i'm not driving the latest mercedes i have a a family i'm trying to feed i've got employees i'm trying to uh, pay i have a business and and this is my story and people resonate with that And, and i'm sure you've seen a lot of that that the power of story has come through brilliantly from a social media 
um, capacity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, Irish, we're, we're kind of nosy. We like to see what people are up to, but there is power in in that, um, in that people want to see the the real the realness behind something and not just the finished product. Um, I think people are interested in how you get to that beautiful final, you know, piece of marketing content. But it's it's often kind of how you get there that people are interested in and the story behind it, and that there are actual real people behind these brands, and it's not just you know a handbag or a shoe. Um, on there, so yeah, we've we've seen a huge increase in kind of I suppose people being brave um, and putting it out there. And we had really some good webinars on creating video content. And it was just really encouraging to kind of see people saying, you know, go talk to someone who's quite outgoing, even if they don't work in marketing in your in your business and see if they'd like mm-hmm. to give it a go. And just, you know, the more people that you get involved, the better. And I think as well with, you know, with marketing, people sometimes might feel quite isolated that it's up to them to be the one in front of the camera and behind and all the other stuff. Mm. But, you know, utilize people in your business that have so much information on on different, you know, different things within the business. And you'll find someone who will write a blog post or who will go on camera, who will, you know, do an interview with you on something. Um, And people love that kind of stuff. People buy from people. They Mm. don't buy from a thing. They buy from people. And social media is the new modern I suppose word of mouth so the more people you have on there definitely the better so can I ask you um Siobhan you know it's great support that you you're giving there to your members how does retail excellence use social media to communicate what you do you know I mean what platforms would you be on you know are you Facebook more focused or is it Instagram what is it you know that you do yes so we are mainly on LinkedIn Twitter Facebook Instagram and we have a YouTube channel um, I suppose the ones that kind of get the most um, traction for us would be LinkedIn because it's, you know, it's business to, to business. Okay. And um, we, we do get a lot of engagement on there, particularly kind of with anything happening around Brexit and, uh, you know, COVID and kind of breaking news. But mm-hmm. Also, people people really like to see some nice stuff on there as well, like retail concepts and stuff. So they like to get inspiration from that. Um, Twitter, Twitter is one that is doing well because of all the the media attention I suppose and kind of the breaking news mm-hmm. and people want to know in real time what's happening so that that kind of always does well from that point of view and um, Instagram is one I've kind of been working on since I came on board retail excellence and um, there are a huge amount of our members on there because it's obviously very visual yeah I'm um, thinking I'm thinking of like the little like the McElhenney's they would be yeah. on mm-hmm. like Instagram and Facebook more so you know? Yeah, ab- absolutely. It's far more visual. Um, mm. But obviously we're, you know, we're like a service based mm. um, Instagram. We don't offer, you know, any, any products. So it's about kind of, I suppose, working with members to share their stuff on there, especially on Insta stories. Um, and I always say to our members, you know, anyone that I talk to, make sure you tag us and stuff because, you know, we'll reshare it. We'll, mm. we'll, we'll spread the word out there. So Instagram has kind of it's kind of picking up and, um, you know, it's important to like keep it really visual and I suppose not as, don't use the word formal, but, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't put like a breaking news article on, you know, our Instagram feed. I might put something maybe in our stories, whereas on mm-hmm. Twitter, it, kind of all that kind of stuff goes there. Oh, so yeah. it's just making sure the right thing goes in the right place, but it seems mm-hmm. to be, be doing well and people are starting to really kind of engage with us on there, um, which is great. What would be like, say, for example, like hashtags that you would use? Um... Yeah, so the one traditionally um, retail accents has used is this is retail. Mm-hmm. Um, reopening retail is one we're trending at the moment because we're running a competition on the best window display across the nation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that one has been doing really, really well. Um, 
one we we do every week is a hashtag retail concept because we we um, have partnered with Echo Chamber, which is run by a, a lovely man called Matthew Brown, who is a retail futurist based in the UK. And he creates this need to know series for us every month in partnership with Mall of the Emirates over in Dubai. And basically it's a beautiful kind of digital magazine, all about retail concepts and like mm-hmm. the most kind of forward thinking retail brick and mortar stories out there. And that does really, really well. I kind of take snippets of that because the photography is amazing and the, the concepts are just kind of out of this world and share that. So that always does really well. People like to, I suppose, aspire to something really mm-hmm. spectacular. And I think um, like that's probably the way brick and mortar retail is going to go, that it's going to be very much a, an experience when you go in there. Um, mm-hmm. People are kind yeah. of looking for something a bit more when when they go in now going forward. Yeah, so I feel like yeah. you, can, you can actually eat the house and you can actually go shopping. <laughs> I know. Do you know, uh, it's amazing. I, I, <laughs> listen, you know, my, my social life was going doing the grocery shopping in Dunn stores or Super Value, you know, in the local Woo-hoo. area, you know, and that was it. That's I'd kind of chat to the... Uh, I chat to anyone in the aisle. So just, <laughs> just discounts there and toilet roll, and people are looking at me going, oh "My God, <laughs> just He's lost move, the plot. <laughs> move along quickly with their trolley." <laughs> no, it was though. It, it's been like going to the grocery store has been a social outlet the past year, yeah. and like you'd be uh, yeah. so excited if you met someone you knew, like an old mm. friend. You'd be like, "Oh my goodness, hi, <laughs> how are you?" you Trying you're to look, get all the information. Have you lost weight? Have you? <laughs> have you? So it's just. I know. It's just crazy, but uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's what it was, you know. Um, like, I suppose, Siobhan, because you are so immersed and obviously it's great to hear that, you know, those big players like Google and Facebook are getting involved with you to really support um, yeah. our Irish retailers again. Um, is there is there things though, that you have seen, et cetera, that have essentially become good core pillars of maybe best practice or advice for retailers when it comes to being on social, you know, for say communicating around COVID, obviously dealing with Brexit and just a new way of working. Like, is there, is there some sort of kind of tips or kind of experience that you've seen that if there's retailers that may not be members uh, of you, but kind of are still struggling with social media, anything you could potentially kind of say, listen, you should start here or here's some outlets to look at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think definitely quality over quantity. Don't don't just kind of shove something out there just because you haven't posted anything all, all day. Definitely, yeah. I think, you know, less is more when it comes to that. Um, you don't want to saturate your feed with stuff people aren't engaging with. Mm. But I suppose kind of in relation to, you know, COVID and Brexit and this new way of working and all the different kind of moving parts that are, are happening at the moment. Do I, I, th- I would say to retailers, don't, you know, underestimate social media as a customer service tool and really make the most of this direct line of communication to inform your followers and customers what's going on as soon as you can to the best of your ability. You know, people appreciate honesty. If there is a delay because of Brexit, and I'm sure there will be plenty mm-hmm. of them to come, unfortunately, it's kind of something we're not really talking about because of COVID, but it is kind of just there hanging over us. Mm-hmm. You know, just just let someone know, you know, if they message you and say, I ordered this, where is it? Just be honest with them. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if there's an issue getting a product out because the delivery is messed up, just let them know. I always say, you know, to, to retailers, get in there before they get to, you know, get to the review section on your site or on Facebook or something. If something mm-hmm. has gone wrong. Just let them know as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, people appreciate this honesty. And if you say, you know, I'm really new to this, because some people are, and 
they are new to this online way of working. And um, if you're just upfront about it, I think people really appreciate that. And that's back to the kind of the human element of it as well, that there is a person behind this brand, this account, and they're doing their best and, yeah. you know, just kind of stay in touch with them along the way. And if things do get heated online, because people kind of want things yesterday, but it doesn't always work that way. Yeah. Especially if you're a small, a small enterprise, I would always advise retailers to get the number and call them. You know, if, if it kind of gets heated online, I take them away from the keyboard and fix it in a more personal way over the phone. Um, yeah, that's, that, you know, and, and sorry, sorry for cutting across you, Devon. No, like that's good. that's um, critical advice because yeah. you know myself and Emer, we have uh, kind of seen how social media has become the the channel of choice for people to air their complaints or their grief. Like I know mm-hmm. myself, yeah. you know when. Money, for example, when the automatic money didn't land from a direct debit into my bank account um, or I was switching over a mobile operator, mm-hmm. I wasn't going on a website or dialing, you know, press two to get two, no. three. Yeah. I was straight on two, you know, at customer support on Twitter. Yeah. And those kind of my entities who would normally have got slated for their customer service, I came away feeling, well, I was really well treated because... Yeah. Especially if they have a designated customer service yeah, channel, you know, this, you know yeah. away from the norm. You know. So it is a bit, that is a big point that you're making, Siobhan, is that it's social is not just about promoting your products. Exactly, it's also yeah. a communication tool for customer uh, service. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to have enough staff to have a separate channel for it, all, mm-hmm. all the better. You can kind of keep it all to one side. Mm-hmm. But a lot of retailers wouldn't. So, yeah, mm-hmm. if things do get heated, I, I, my best advice is just always take it offline and talk to them on the phone. Yeah. And people respond kindly to kindness. So even if you're irritated by what someone's saying online, you've got a bad review, something, never ignore it. Even if the review is bad, you need to be able to be seen publicly to accept constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. And again, if you don't agree with what they're saying, just say, you know, really sorry you feel this way what's the best, uh, please DM us with the best number or email to contact you on. And again, take it offline and kind of talk to the person directly and get to the root, yeah. root of the issue. And, you know, people respond to kindness and just just all, just all, kind of stay on top of it, I guess. You don't want them to, to kind of run haywire um, yeah. when, you're doing, when you're doing your best, you know? No, yeah. and the other way to look at it is you're a customer, Philip. I'm a customer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Siobhan's a customer. So yeah. you've got to say, if the boot was in the other foot, how would you want to be treated? Exactly. Well, that's this, yeah. Just yeah, apply exactly. common sense, you know. Exactly, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, you know, and your, your reputation is everything on these channels and you do kind of, I suppose, need to be seen to be approachable and honest um, yes. as well as obviously, you know, creating this beautiful content. So that's kind of the two the two sides to social media. Actually, yeah, that, when it comes yeah. to crafting content, you know, for yourselves, uh, do you have a process that you would go through to ensure that your posts are right for your members, Siobhan? Um, and further afield, do you know, do you have some sort of like strategy to sit down and like plan ahead for the month? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you you asked. Um, there's kind of like, I suppose, like a little strategy I follow whenever I started somewhere new as I have mm-hmm. this year with Retail Excellence. Um, but I always kind of start by looking at who the target audience is and just getting as much information as I can about these types of people. Cause I might create something that's fabulous to me, but if I'm not the target audience, then yeah. it's not much good. Mm-hmm. So I think that's always the starting point is who your customer is, what your products are or your services and, and how this will help them and how it will impact them. Um, when you start thinking about your content, you definitely have to keep people in mind and why you're targeting them. And it will mm-hmm. keep you on track, you know, so that you're kind of hitting every type of customer throughout the weeks, months and year that that you have on your on your kind of persona list. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so once I have that down, I kind of, I actually look at the full calendar year. It, I started in January uh, in retail excellence. So it's easy to look at the full year this time around. But even if you start in June, just kind of look at the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And I fill in what events I know will be happening within my organization and also kind of nationally mm-hmm. um, and even globally. So for example, you know, you've Christmas, you've Valentine's Day, you've St. Patrick's Day. And I'll kind of fill in when all these things are that I can create content around in advance so that if I'm really busy that week, I know that there's something that I can kind of hop on the bandwagon of and kind of get something out that I know people will be interested in at that particular moment in time. Mm. Um, And I also, once I've kind of all those main ones done, I mean, I wouldn't create all the content this far ahead, but if you have it in a calendar and you can see what's happening, it really, it really helps moving forward. Yeah. And then I go to a website called um, daysoftheyear.com. And I think this yes. is really good when you've started somewhere new and mm-hmm. you're kind of finding your feet or you're new to content creation and you don't even know where to start. Um, daysoftheyear.com is, is great because there's a day for everything. So no matter what your service or product is or what sector within retail you are in, there will be something every month that you can get involved in and that you can create content around. So you know, for example, you could have like, there's a chocolate cake day. Well, if you're a baker, you serve coffee, you know, make an offer around this and get it on social and, and get involved in that particular day. World Sunglasses Day, if you're an optician, there's something there that you can kind of create content around. Mental Health Awareness Day, you know, you can do a whole series of things on that throughout Mental Health Awareness Month and what you're doing as an organization to help your staff's well-being. Um, and people are interested in this kind of thing. And you obviously don't want to detract too much from what you're offering because you want people to buy your stuff. But yeah. I think just letting a little bit of kind of personality and a little bit of um, kind of that personal touch in. And, you know, we are human on the other side, kind yeah. of scattering that throughout your product offering really breaks up um, mm. so that it's not very salesy, salesy, salesy the whole time. It's kind of more thought. Yeah. Um, you like, you want to like. You want to like edutain, as I would say, like, you know, exactly. Yeah. 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 Actually, today is hamburger day. Is it? Hamburger day. (laughs) We did actually do a few hamburgers on the old Barbie, uh, you know, the last few weekends in a row, you know, where we had the sunshine, you know. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's it. Absolutely. Um, so yes, hashtag hamburger day today. Wow. Love it. I'll have to get on that today. Mm. Well, you just have to guess one, Sean, I think. Basically, guess all one, right, you know. Well, we're all around to your house for a little bit. <laughs> distancing, of course. Yeah. But like, what, 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 just an interesting add-on there, Siobhan, is like, it's really interesting to hear. And I think this is great advice for retailers and businesses listening today about, you know, crafting content for their audience and understanding so the different personas and stuff. Because mm. you obviously would be a classic example where by retail excellence, you're dealing with retailers across a vast array of different products and services. Do you find, though, that potentially among that wide dispersed group, there's always a common group of, I suppose, pain points, for want of a better word, whether that is how do I get online, uh, better customer relationship management, best tools for digital, whatever it might be. Do you find that there's kind of that from a content creation point you kind of tend to see similar pain points that are kind of wider reaching across all members. If I'm making sense. Yeah. Um, well, COVID, COVID has been the main pain, course, pain point yeah. the last year. For of course. Absolutely. <laughs> but that, but that is, um, aside, you know, we have a huge amount of kind of individual retailers and mm. um, we obviously have, you know, some really big ones and, and larger, larger retailers, but a huge amount for, of our member 
database um, are SMBs and they don't have, you know, 30, 40, 50 people in, in a marketing team. So mm. I do think a, a pain point is the marketing on online. And I suppose mm. the time to create that and kind of if if what I'm creating is the right thing. Yeah. Um, so just, yeah, I suppose there's, there's so many tools out there that, you know, are there to help you create content, but it's finding the right ones for your mm. business and that work for you and that you're comfortable using. Yeah. So do you think definitely a pain point has been um, has been kind of creating content, the digital marketing side, getting online and yeah. people are concerned that it's become extremely competitive out mm. there. And um, so that, yeah, that has been kind of something that people have have created a lot about and are, are concerned about. Yeah, no, it, it makes perfect sense. I, like I always kind of feel that if a business owner can get over the fear factor or the sort of, oh my God, this is a, this is all new kind of what is this social media but if if they can kind of almost bring forward their unique personality that exactly someone's experience of them when they went to the shop is they get if they can bring that to a digital element then suddenly there's a real synergy between what happens on store like i could just imagine say for example a business owner or maybe this is like michael henny as you were mentioning javon mm -hmm. someone goes in and may know the owner Geez, I saw your Facebook video you were talking yeah. about. Oh, it was great. It was just like I was in the shop. You know, yeah, exactly. there's real continuity, you know. So I suppose if business just don't forget that, you know, you don't have to be different the way you are in person online. Exactly. People yeah. want your store's personality to come through and the people yeah. that they love to go in and see. So that's why it's really important for the kind of the sales team and the, the guys on the floor to get involved with marketing because mm. they're the people that deal with the customers yeah. out front of shop. And um, so, yeah, there's, there's definitely some alignment needed there between those two departments to make sure that what marketing are putting out is kind of similar to the treatment and stuff people get in store because that's what they that's what they love about coming to those shops isn't it mm, yeah absolutely. especially like the build up towards maybe like a live stream like you know like Facebook live and say oh this Friday we're going to you know uh, let everybody know who the competition winner is uh, for this yeah. week's prize and we'll be live at five you know be something like catchy and then yeah, people are like exactly. tune in you know that way and yeah. see if they've won I never win though <laughs> me yeah, either yeah, I'm, I'm there with you so I'm always at home I'm hoping and praying but it never works I'll keep doing quick picks you know <laughs> Quick pick, quick pick. No, this ticket is not a winner. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe get the dog to pick the numbers. Yeah, you'd have better luck, to be honest with you. Possibly, you know, so. I was going to say, you know, um, Sean, this has been great. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, because uh, it is noted that you're uh, in partnership with e-commerce Europe. Um, and you launched the Irish e-commerce trust mark in order to promote, you know, cross-border trade, you know, because with Brexit and all, you know, that is a challenge for, I'd say, a lot of retailers. And um, can you tell us a little bit about this and how it's going to benefit the retailers? Yeah. So um, a couple of years back, we did excellence partners with e-commerce Europe to launch the e-commerce trust mark, as you just said. Mm. Basically, it's, you know, when you sign up for this um, as a member, you get the trust mark logo to display on your site. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of gives extra, you know, I suppose, security for anyone browsing and kind of um, extra confidence in that it has passed the European standard of excellence and ensuring they can provide an efficient user experience and process payments securely. And mm -hmm. um, so just increases consumer confidence. So when you see that on a site, you know that the site is basically oh, verified yeah, yeah, at yeah. European yeah. level. So mm -hmm. it has been really quite popular the last year that more and more retailers obviously want to get on it um, yeah. with the change in the way retail has gone the last year. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's really has a, had a really, really good take up. And um, I mean, you don't actually have to be 
remember to avail of it. Anyone can come on, go, go on and kind of get in touch with us. There's a particular process that you need to go through to, mm-hmm. to get it. And we kind of have to be verified and stuff, but it is mm-hmm. it's something we can do for, for any retailers if they want to get in touch with us. I suppose that's just extra, you know, um, icing on the cake, so to speak, you know, when it comes yeah, to, abs- you know, absolutely. people kind of like are still maybe unsure whether a business is going to stay open, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, Exactly, sure. yeah. Extra, extra, I suppose, layer of, of confidence and in, mm. in that this, you know, company is secure, you know, you can put your money in into this website, your your purchase is secure, all that kind of stuff, which is, mm. you know, which is important. I mean, people are probably becoming more and more um, OK with putting their car details in online because mm. people that maybe didn't like online shopping traditionally have had kind of no choice last year. Yeah. But it is obviously really, really good to have that extra, extra layer of confidence mm. in, in mm. what you're purchasing. And also mm. for the, you know, the site you're launching a new site you've put a lot of money thought and effort into it mm. it's oh, yeah. kind of like the cherry on top to say do you know what we're signed off at this level a european mm-hmm. level and it um it's good for it's good morale for the the company and the team and they, there too and they can put it out in social as well unless uh, their customers absolutely yeah, yeah. we send off the um the details and the logo for them to use as they please so yeah it can mm. it can go everywhere that sounds great and i suppose it is it is important that you know retailers that do get that trust mark do shout from the parpets, you know, and, you know, tell customers, you know, making a specific announcement, you know, we've mm-hmm. got the trust mark, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, this is what it means for you. That's, mm-hmm. you know, right. there's Absolutely. full standard encryption on purchases, but it's also a layer of quality. So Absolutely. And even I think, you know, with, with retailers and, you know, the products they offer, if they're partnering with certain companies and they see that, that, you know, it can help increase business in that way as well. Mm. If they know that the website is, is you know, a really high high standard website. Of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, just a question for you, um, Siobhan, in, in relation to, like, do you find that more and more of the consumers or the general public, are they starting to be more savvy or aware of oh yes I've heard of the Irish e-commerce trust mark or I know what that is it would be like you know the the quality mark you might see on or this is kind of made in Ireland when it comes to food guaranteed Irish etc mm. are, are more and more say that the general public are they becoming do you think or do you know are they becoming more aware of this trust mark which becomes a further I suppose viable reason why a business should maybe potentially go and get it no, I, I do think they're becoming more aware. I've, I've had a couple of emails already this week, even on, on people Brilliant. kind of inquiring about it and stuff. So we do get, get a lot of inquiries each week and yeah. people kind of signing up or different businesses signing up. So mm-hmm. there is an awareness and that is really without a huge amount of marketing f- from our part mm-hmm. on this. And um, it is something that we, you know, we do have plans down the line and kind of other other partnerships to kind of increase this offering that, that yeah. we're working on in the back end. And um, so that's even without very little kind of promotion on our part it is constantly people there are constantly people coming through and but we are kind of working on uh, something that that we're collaborating with Trustmark and something else to kind of bring an even better offering to websites and from a customer service point of view so stay tuned for that but it is something we're definitely going to be pushing more in in recent months that's really exciting um Listen, this has been a fantastic chat, Siobhan, like so much positivity. Yeah. It's great to have good news. And, you know, we're delighted to see all the retailers coming back. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the support that Retail Excellence is given is is tremendous. So well done to you and all of the, the team there. Um, oh, thanks um, so much. We're, um, we're just delighted now that um, everything's open and I'm looking forward to 
seeing what what happens next now they are yeah. with with the digital and kind of the the brick and mortar stores and the omnichannel approach so um we have time for you know just a couple of final questions um, yeah. i suppose you mentioned earlier obviously that you use youtube you've hosted various webinars i think it's great i, I like i think kind of webinars in particular over this last year have really seen a huge take up um by people putting them on and by business owners using them to attend you know have you have you found them really to be of real impact and more and more retailers jumping on and wanting more webinars uh, to learn in your experience? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, the webinars have been an amazing way of keeping in touch with members and also bringing them some much needed information on important topics, you know, about Brexit, legalities around face masks, content creation, video creation. Um, and we have them up on YouTube for people to easily access after and um, they're probably, you know, a bit long for the traditional kind of YouTube video that tends to be a bit bit shorter, but mm-hmm. they are serving a purpose at this time and people like to have them to go to go back into after. So they yeah, yeah they've been fantastic. And we we try and change them up sometimes. They're kind of like slides where you're talking about something maybe around the legalities where you need to be looking at something on screen to take notes mm-hmm. to, you know, panel discussions with some members that are kind of having more of a chit chat. And we, we try and kind of vary the type of content. So it's not always really heavy and sometimes it's a little bit lighter, but still informative. So yeah, they've been, they've been fantastic. And, you know, we've really enjoyed doing them and they used to be kind of bi-weekly. We've kind of gone to weekly now because people are so interested in them yeah. But, um, yeah we'll see we'll see now that mm. with retail open over the next few months in the summer how how often we'll do them we might go back to bi-weekly for a, a couple mm. of months but if the interest mm. is there you know we'll we'll definitely keep going with them brilliant brilliant so siobhan we'll have to have you back because uh it sounds like there's lots happening out there in the retail uh, sector which is great because you yeah, know everything absolutely. has been very challenging um mm. If people want to find out more about Retail Excellence, uh, how can they contact you? Yeah, absolutely. You can head to retailexcellence.ie and head to the About section there and get the contact details for myself or any of my colleagues in Retail Excellence. If they want to contact me directly, you can get me at Siobhan at retailexcellence.ie or find me on LinkedIn, Siobhan McCourt. Brilliant. Well, all I have to say, Siobhan, is Thank you for joining us. And Thanks I'm so now off for some retail therapy. Definitely. You know, I got to support yeah. my local, you know. Absolutely. Well, I'll be popping off now to my my local to get some lunch, probably oh, from yeah. a fantastic <laughs> local deli. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's as far as it's going. Oh, that's okay. as far as I get to. Yeah. Um, but Siobhan, listen, delighted to have you on today to, to I suppose, to share really positive updates on the marvellous work that you and all the team in Retail Excellence mm. Ireland are yeah, doing. Great. So well yeah. done and congratulations. Um, and we will definitely get you back because no doubt there's going to be more stuff happening in yeah, the yeah future, absolutely so. i'd love to be back anytime thanks so Brilliant. much so all i have to say now is if you enjoyed today's show you can catch it again and the other shows on the let's get social show podcast on podbean itunes spotify and of course on the dublin south fm website so please do download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode and all that's left to say is i've been philip toy for the curly marketer and i've been Emer duffy of fit social media and we'll see you again soon for more let's get social see you then bye